We flew him all the way from Nashville, Tennessee. He is the number four lightweight in the world. This dude has more fight options than a YouTuber right now. He is the UFC cash cow. Come on, man. He's the UFC cash cow. He has one big old fight coming up. It's Michael Chandler. God damn it, dude, Michael, bro. If you're gonna do it, you gotta, you gotta do it Stop. right. Do it. I'm a professional. Get get your sh together. It's Michael Chandler on this week's Food Truck Diaries, and I'm feeding him Kelly's Sweet Barbecue because we're both carnivore. Let's go. Dude, it's got to be close to the mouth. Damn I know it. I know the direction of the of the sound. You don't. Make it big, big, super thick. From my wallet to my check. I don't want it if it's skinny, but I need it if it's thick. Need a thick girl for the thick boy. I need everything I get, super thick boy. You ready? Used to have a model bitch, now I got a thick one. Yeah, I do. Last night went late, yeah, we had a sick one. Yeah, very drunk. Yeah, and I like options. I don't Mr. Like Mike Chandler. What's up, bro? What's up, brother? This is your first rodeo, man. You've been on her a few times. Recurring guest, man. You I are, like man. That's pro go. Maybe the most. You're up there, dude. <laughs> Trying to set records. Yeah, you know? you're setting records, man. You're like me on ridiculousness. <laughs> See? I just, they can't get rid of me. No. Exactly. Yeah, it's a cool record to have. <laughs> uh, I think it's fair to say you are the golden goose of the UFC right now, man. Who I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know about that. I do. But, I mean, there's yeah. Connor, who's their green. Yeah. Golden Goose. Yeah. But as far as like, I I think you've become kind of this undeniable fighter where your next fight, we're talking big boy fights, and Dana and the UFC seem to be on board. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, oh, Mike's about to get paid. We can only hope. That's that's the goal. Yeah. But I mean, no, I, I just honestly, all I'm doing is coming in, and when I sat down in the, in the room with Hunter Campbell and had that phone call with Dana White, it was almost two years ago at this point, I said, I want to be a good thing for your organization. I want to come in and do exactly what I said I was going to do, which was come in, either prove I am who I am right yeah. away or sink or swim. And then I, I, I could have came in, went 0-2 and got cut, but here we are. And, uh, dude, I'm having a blast. Dude, here we are. Here You're we coming are. off a freaking <laughs> Spartan kick KO, one of the might be the best KO of the year. It's uh, it's, it's in the up there. it's in the front runner right now. You know, so it's, it's Tony Ferguson. Yeah, so who's never been KO'd before? He's been TKO'd, but never flatlined like, like that. that. So I mean, it was yeah, it was good, man. It's, it's, and the thing about that fight too, it's not like it was like like Tony was looked good. Tony looked That's good. That's the thing. Man. He, it wasn't like this like watered down version of Tony Ferguson. I mean, granted, he has his fight miles on him. Yeah, it's still. Tony Ferguson. He's Tony Ferguson. He was extremely tough, so you had to be willing to get settled in for a 15-minute war. That's what I was prepared for. 100%. And obviously, that first round, he tagged me a couple times. He's he's awkwardly long and moves awkwardly. He's he, tough to he, mimic him. Yeah, he didn't even hit me with the sand. He didn't hit me with any yeah. like you know the crazy Tony stuff. But just the way that he moves, his mannerisms—they're different than anybody else you're training with in the gym. So you kind of had to go in there and make decisions on the fly and. I kind of threw that kick went on a wing and a prayer and, and threw you, up the middle. And I don't, I don't think I've ever seen you do that. No, I don't do it a lot. And I, I swear, I swear, I can't, I can't tell if I'm actually, if I do remember thinking, let's see if this works, or if I watch the replay and I think that's what I was thinking in the moment. But because I knew, because Tony had his hands kind of here and his elbows were out, so I knew there was a lane up the middle, and yeah. I wanted to, wanted to threaten the takedown go high, go low, go uppercut in the middle. Obviously, I'm a hands-heavy guy. Yeah. But I was like, let's see if this works. And then all of a sudden, oh, it worked. he's on the ground. I'm doing back the year, and hopefully it's KO And the now year. you're the cash cow for the UFC. I you I really are, dude. I, you talk about it. It's like, if I'm the UFC, this is what I would do. And again, I'm just not like 
just spewing this out and there's no kind of uh, kind of gravity behind it. Like th- these are narratives and fights that could very well happen. Like yeah. if I'm the UFC, they've talked about you and Nate Diaz. Mm-hmm. You're down for you and Nate Diaz. That's a blockbuster fight. I'm down for There's that. There's down for you and Connor. There's a lot of smoke with that. Dana was like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Chandler, Connor makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, and then there's, you know, in your division, you'll have a champ right now. So you look at the way that uh, lays out. There's some big fights there, which we can get to. But if I'm the UFC, you know, Connor had the mishap with Dustin Poirier, where his leg uh, got all messed up. Yep. He's rehabbing now. They say they'll be back maybe late December, early uh, 2023. It's up to Connor what he wants to do. Nate goes, dude, I want one fight. I'm ready to go. Chandler's ready to go. Let he, he's like, I'm down to do it. Let's do it. I'm yeah. the UFC. This is what I do. Like, all right. Connor, we don't have much has left. Um, Nate wants to do just one, get out. So who's going to be around? It's going to be Michael Chandler. So why don't we double down on Michael Chandler? Why don't we have Chandler take out both of them? I would, yeah. And then you and I are going sizzling. <laughs> then we, you know uh, what I'm saying? It's like you, Nate truck. Diaz. Then we buy money. some food trucks. Then we have our we own buy, food truck. Oh, for our own Chandler food truck. Chandler shop food truck. It's <laughs> no, just I mean, our shit. But no, ideally, yeah. I mean, there's it's it's a very interesting division. And, and I do think, because people say, man, you know, you're, you're 36. You came into the UFC a little bit late. And we kind of talked about that over the years. And I'm like, I think I came in at the exact right yes. time. Khabib retires. Poirier and Connor were tied up in their trilogy thing or their their rematch. Yeah. I that puts me in line to fight for the title, fight Oliveira for the title. Great I lose. Title. Fight of the year against Justin Gaethje. Like everything has come together really well. Benil Dariush was supposed to fight Islam for the number 1 contender spot. Benil gets hurt. Now they're talking about Oliveira versus him possibly for the title, but then you have Oliveira talking about waiting for Connor. And I said, Oliveira, wait for Connor. I'll keep the division warm. Me and Islam will fight for the title in October. Uh, November, whenever, whenever they want to do it. I mean, I'm, I'm here to work. I got See, my work boots I, on. I think, yeah, I love that. But I think that's again, that's why you're the cash cow for the UFC because you've had win, lose, or draw. No boring fights. It's exciting fights. You're fighting the the top upper echelon guys. It, they're great fights. You're not like this lay and pray guy, so they can sell the fight. The fan base, the UFC fan base, is familiar with you. And then also, you know, obviously you fought Ch- Charles Oliveira pretty recently. That mm-hmm. first round, man, you could yeah. say 10-8. Like it was a great round for you. But I think in order to get back to, to see that rematch again, to me, when you when you were like, I'll fight Islam, I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Because if that's for an interim title, then Charles Oliveira has no choice but to fight you again. Yeah. Because there's well, no choice. No, for sure. Now, it, now, I will say this, and you know I love the fuck eating, and I don't know Islam from, you know, those people sitting over there. Islam, I think, personally, would be your toughest matchup in Islam's the 55 good. division. Islam's good, but what Islam has is the wrestling, and I think I negate the, I, ne- I negate his wrestling. Mm. I do think, I do think... He'd be forced to stand with you? I do think so, and I think... His you fundamentals know, he's on South- the feet are pretty good. Yeah, they're decent, yeah. but and he's, you know, he's a southpaw. He's not a power right? guy. No, he's not a power guy, and, man, I, I just, I have an ability to get in your face yeah. and make guys who are normally in your face type of guys get on their back foot a la the justin gaethje fight you make it ugly yeah i make it ugly but plus um, you hit like a fucking yeah, truck yeah well and well and that's and that's where if Oliveira wants to wait out that's fine we'll keep the division going and and also you look at me versus Oliveira. yeah i was a nat's eyelash away from fin- finishing him in the first Ooh, round so and i do believe <clears throat> I do believe that moment got the best of me. I didn't fight my fight that I needed to. I wanted to go out there. I wanted to get in his face right away because at that point in time, we were still saying that Charles Oliveira breaks. Charles Oliveira isn't as tough yes. as we thought he was. Yep. We, we stand corrected. We all do. Yep. Charles Oliveira is tougher than we thought. Correct. He's more confident than we thought. He's the champion. He's, champion. He's, he's the real champion, even though he doesn't currently but hold the belt. But isn't it weird in your division, like at 55, like because of that weight mishap, yep. 
you know, there's no actual bona fide champion. Which so is, your division's a little bit tied up, and then Gaethje's going to get the nose surgery, so he's out for a while. You got Connor kind of looming over all you mm -hmm. guys. You know, you got uh, Makachev and then Khabib, who's a big influence, going, Makachev's next. Yeah. And then, it, so it's like this, and 55 so stacked. stacked. You got Darius there. Then you got uh, Belial Mohammed and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sean Brady. Yeah. So you got all there's this a, stuff going on. A lot of guys. And there's guys like uh, Fazayev, Rafael Fazayev, right. or Fazayev just beat RDA. So you got these guys in that that 6 to 10 range that are kind of coming in and surging. You got Connor who's been out. And, it's and you've, so stacked. And you've seen my handling of Connor as well. I mean, at some point, do I want to fight the guy? Of course, but we got to. We do have to cut Connor a little bit of slack. He broke his leg in half, and everybody's, you know, calling him names, and everybody's calling him out and doing all this stuff. Of There's course, a reason they're doing it. Yeah, and everybody wants the fight, but also at the same time, let the guy recover. Let the guy. Correct. The the sport of mixed martial arts, and especially the lightweight division, is better when Conor McGregor is part of it. But he needs to come back at the right time. Agree, not rush it. And not rush it. And I mean, he snapped his loss, leg and like he snapped his leg in yeah. half. So. So you got him out, and then and, and if you're talking about Charles, who wants the big money fight, and he's made no, he's minced no words on it. He wants the big money fight. He thinks he deserves it, and I'm like, that's cool. Do that. You deserve well, to him, it. him, what's the money fight, Connor? It's got to be the Connor fight. Now here, if you're but Connor's when's management, he coming back? here's the thing: when's he coming back? Also, the UFC's in a bit of per predicament here because, you know, Connor has the leg injury, and then you know Nate Diaz has one fight left. We yeah. know Nate's like, listen, let's I just, let give me one fight, and then I'm out. Yeah, I the UFC I guarantee is like you ain't leaving till we get this Connor trilogy. Then you can go bounce, do what you want to do. So I think Connor's next fight is gonna be Nate Diaz. They're not gonna let Nate Diaz go without that trilogy. They're not. Yeah. It's just not happening. Yeah. So I think that is gonna be Connor's. Uh, whether it's his next fight, but that's Nate's next fight. One thing. So so they gotta wait on that. Yeah. That's all they're doing. That all they're doing is playing the long game with Nate and dragging out, dragging. Which out. is crazy though, because I love this, and and me and Nate Diaz are not we don't even know each other. We're yeah. not friends by any means whatsoever, but I, I can show enough respect to the guys that deserve it in oh, my mind. To. And you look at a guy like Nate Diaz, the question is, does he just take his last fight on his deal? Because they offered him Hamzada, they offered him a couple other fights or whatever. Does he just take it? Because I do think when Nate Diaz says, I ain't fighting Connor, I don't want to fight Connor, I think Nate Diaz is a man of his word. And that, it, even if it's to his own fault, if all Agreed. of us are like, dude, what are you thinking? Go get the Connor fight because that's a huge payday. No, I he's think, a man of principle. Yeah, whether 100%. you want to say he's a gangster, See, that's he's why if I'm the UFC, whatever. I'm like, cool gangster, you do your yeah. thing. But Connor, we don't have much he has left. Well, Chandler's down to fight for how much longer, and we can yeah. invest him and make him the face of the division. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to line up Connor, who will fight you. Yep. I'll line up Nate real quick. Mm -hmm. He can fight before Connor. So Nate, you take out Nate, boom, close that chapter. Yep. Take his, you know fan base whatever you get a lot of his fan base people love you you're not gonna talk shit to him no. you get his fan base lead up connor gets healthy you take out connor and then it's like you take out those two guys and then we come on over to the fucking belt again yeah it's like well and that's think how massive you'd be dude. and that's the thing it's it's the you know it's the cognitive dissonance slash the playing both sides of the fence where it's like everything in me wants to be the champion everything in, in me wants to say who do i fight next to get to the title and but then there's these these huge fights these massive massive fights the legacy fights that get you in the hall of fame they get you the huge platform they get you the you know the more lights the more money and that kind of stuff so playing trying to see how the division that is constantly moving the in the ufc in the world. and it's the toughest division in the world and it's the most exciting division in the world so there's so many different options. But, but it is a business. But it you is know what I'm business. saying? So business would be Chandler, get the, the Golden Goose fights, Nate Diaz, Connor, 
win those, you have more fame and money that you can handle. Mm -hmm. You also have a family, so you just got another baby, right, yep. in April? So he was born in April, so you have a family to take care of. Get that bag, because those guys are going to be around too long. And the yeah. chance of the fight, one of them is impossible. You're in the talks to fight both of them, yeah. so you're making all the money in the world, and then you go over and do the thing. Because yeah. the short side thing would be like, oh, I want Islam right now. It's like, all right, mm -hmm. you know? Well, because he's still building too. It's not like he's massive here. Yeah, no, for sure. He's definitely still building. But he, you're a bigger star than he is, for sure. But and, but he's also people talk about win streaks. And you look at me. I'm two and two in the UFC. But I've had four of the toughest fights oh, in the UFC yeah. that you could have. Yes. You could have a guy like him, or even Benil Dariush. Nothing against Benil Dariush, but we're just a couple fights away from him fighting some guys that aren't even on the roster Correct. anymore. You know, I mean, his win streak. You have to look at strength of schedule. When yes. I said I wanted to come in and top fight the top the top guys right away you talk about hooker Oliveira, gaethje and ferguson these were all big stakes where i was taking you know of course there was the upside of beating these guys but there's also the downside of you know losing yeah. and now sitting oh, yeah. at two and two but yeah. also people won't always remember your wins and losses they remember how you made them feel Correct. in the performances 100%. so what do you do besides go out there put your foot on the gas and have a good time and then you know get in fights of the year get in knockouts of the year and that's that's all i've tried to do since the very beginning which gives you options as we stand Which here today. Is, like I said, you're the golden goose of the UFC. Now, options for me, though, like, you know, if they call me and say, hey, we want you to fight for the title, fight for the title. Hey, we're, we're going to take a detour here. What do you think about fighting Diaz? Or what do you think about waiting for Connor? We don't know how long Connor's going to be out. We still don't have a timeline on that. So, you know, I think I'm the, I, I would love to fight Connor, would love to fight Diaz. I'd say you're the front runner. The, I would the, love to the, the thing front you have working against you is those guys do kind of call their shots a little bit. Yep. But I do think Nate, and he's agreed to fight you already. Yeah. I think if they call Nate, like, all right, you got Chandler in September. He's like, say less. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Like, I think the and then Connor's in, too. He's like, that, we'll fight. That'll happen. So they're into it. And the guy we're leaving out, and you got into a, a verbal altercation at the last <laughs> UFC pay-per-view, is Dustin Poirier, who I also love. I love both you guys. When I saw you guys uh, bickering, I'm like, oh, what's happening here? He, he Two good guys. He got into a verbal altercation. Why? I, was, I actually don't what know. What happened? You just walked by? I was walking by with my wife, no less, you know, like, First of all, you want to cuss at me and yell at me. One thing is, is you know, whatever. Yeah, if you're we're with your boys, yeah, but my you wife. know, I'm with my wife, you know, and we're also in public. I'm yeah, not the not kind of guy Dustin. who wants to be in a public altercation, and it's all over the media. And Gilbert Burns, a good friend yeah, of mine, hilarious. he was the one who was taking hilarious. the video, and I'm like, he dude, you're basically, yeah, he's all checking yeah, it out. He's like, yeah. exactly, like he's now MMA media. Yeah. But no, I mean, I heard something, and you know, you know how the UFC is, man. Security guards everywhere. I had two security security guards with me. Hey, like, and I was like, what is that? He's like, no, keep walking, keep walking. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm pretty sure he's pointing at me. And he was pointing at me. He was yelling some things, whatever. So I wanted to get close to at least have a conversation. Like, happening. what are you saying, dude? But you got, you guys you... have a history, right? I, I don't ATT think, no? no, we don't have a history, but here's what we, here's what we do have. We had immense amount of respect followed by immense amount of disrespect on microphones followed by, okay, I guess we don't like each other anymore, which, mm. you know, we came in, my last fight in Bellator, August of 2020, whatever, I'm fighting Benson Henderson, he's a, he's a cornering one of his buddies, shake it up, dab it up, dude, big fan of you, dude, love the way you fight, you're a good dude outside the octagon, you're savage inside, yeah. blah, blah, good blah. Good dad, great dad, yeah, then a couple, so many then, common things. And, and he was saying that kind of stuff about me as well in my career, then I come over to the UFC and then obviously on the microphone, hey, if they want me to fight Chandler, I'd rather just sell hot sauce, and I'm like, okay, that's completely different than what we, you know. And I get it. For him, he's a guy who's been in the UFC for, what, a decade and a half or whatever. I'm years. the new guy. I'm the new guy. So it's hard because you're playing, you're playing the emotion. You're playing the actual physical fights. You're playing the chess of divisions and who is who. I come in, finish Dan Hooker in two and a half minutes, which, yeah. which he, he couldn't do in waves. 25 minutes. Yeah. So 
doing backflips, calling people out, saying his name, saying Connor's name. So I, I get ruffled it. some feathers. Yeah. I mean, but also I don't, and, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't hold anything against guys when they say stuff uh, in interviews or on yeah. the mic. It's like they're trying to sell a fight. It's all yeah. good. Where I had like was kind of like, you know, I got tense. Is like that's like that was straight up animosity from Dustin. It's oh, like, yeah. whoa, there's no yeah. mics. There's we don't have to sell this thing. We're no, not even scheduled was, to fight. Dude. Oh no, it was it was like yeah, like spitting I, and I cussing why and so I. Mad. Maybe he's just trying know, to get a fight. Maybe he's frustrated because he, you know, maybe I he mean, has some options too. And yeah. he's like, I'm just waiting, you know, for the big fight. So. Well, I mean, Connor's his his option, right? You know, if, if Connor wanted to come back and settle the score with him, they're one and one now. But that's a couple months away. I mean, we're sitting in July. At this point, it was the first of July, basically. Yeah. So he's got, you know, the rest of the year if he wants to get a fight before that might happen in 2023. So, you know, I mean, rankings wise, that kind of makes sense. But also. I mean, I'm, I'm focused on winning the title. Does does fighting Poirier get me toward the title? I think you beat Benil Darius or you beat Islam because those guys are the guys that are, quote-unquote, in line for the title. Charles right. Oliveira just just demolished those two. Yeah, I got finished by Charles Oliveira, but I was the closest guy in the last First round. seven, eight, nine, ten Agreed. fights for to beating Charles Oliveira. And then if you give me the opportunity to watch that fight, make a couple changes, get the rematch, fight a little bit more smart. Oh, you composer, could easily see you beat him. I, yeah. I beat Oliveira. Yeah, That's I agree. That's 100%. In yeah, my I mind. agree. If, for your management, I think they're going to have to sit down because if UFC goes, all right, what's Chandler want to do? Does he want to do the big money fights with Diaz and Connor, which will line up both those boys for him? Or does he want to direct short path to the title gets through islam guaranteeing a title shot you know it's no you're right and and not to, i'm going this way by the way well I'm for Connor, sure but, Nate, for sure but not I'll deal with these but not to put too much uh you know not to put too much weight on where i stand in the organization of what we want to do remember i'm a i'm a foot soldier and a pawn in some ways and i make the right decisions for myself my family and the company but then also thinking about okay what's what's best for all of us the company as a whole michael chandler's company as a whole you know so I don't know if I pull that much weight, but I know I want to come in with my work boots on, as I said, and do work, you're doing. and then so put people on the like edge that, of their feet. Uh, a little bit of chips, chips in your corner. Well, they, yeah, that's the thing. And I, I know Diaz was chirping right after that, like he wanted, he wants the. Yeah, know, he was like, Diaz "Let's go. He's healthy. Me. I'm ready. Yeah. Let's go, man." So it, it's a, uh, it's definitely interesting, you know. And you know, now we just sit back and kind of see what's going to happen. It's a good spot to be in, man. I like it. Yeah, I love I'm, it. I'm I love. I'm proud of you, man. Thank you. Now you don't have a fight scheduled. But this truck, it's barbecue, and you're on carnivore like I am. So I made sure we got a carnivore truck for us because we don't want you getting crazy out of shape like no. Patty Pamela or anything like yeah, that. I'm staying shape. So let's stick with the carnivore diet. Let me feed you and we'll continue this talk, let's my man. Let's go. Let's do it. Trying to get my pockets bigger than a thick boy. Swagger so lit, it probably make you sick, boy. If you're looking for the wave, this is it. Me and Griffin had to flip it to some old school shit. Riding in the whip, wheels jumping on hydraulics. I've been grinding every day, feeling like a workaholic. I can't even really call it. I just call it what it is. Do it big like grinning and make everything All right, let's take a little break from chatting with my boy, Michael Chandler, a.k.a. the cash cow, as I call him, because he has a big fight coming up. But now a little word from our sponsor. I'm talking about BetterHelp. And how well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one your entire life? That's how our brains work, man. That's the engine to your body. So why don't we treat our brains this way, man? It might not be cool to talk about mental health and stuff like that, but it should be. And it's getting better. It's getting a lot better, man. BetterHelp is here to help you guys out. Guys, gals, whoever you are, you need help. And you're sick of talking to your friends. You need professional 
counseling. That's right. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Professional therapy, man. It does some wonders for people out there, including myself. And uh, the food truck viewers and listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Shab, S-C-H-A-U-B. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Shab. Now let's get back to the program. Let's do it, boss. How you doing, man? How you doing, man? Thanks for having us, brother. Thanks for doing this, man. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, a little Kelly's barbecue. I'm not mad at it, man. Yes, sir. Talking about uh, two carnivore kids here. We only eat meat. All right. I'll do the, the combo. I don't need the sides. I'll just do the ribs and the brisket combo. Sounds good. No sides. Would you like it with barbecue sauce? Oh, uh, yeah, please. Right. What about for you, no, sir? I'll do the exact same thing. Can I do barbecue sauce on the side? Absolutely. Ribs and brisket. Anything to drink? Uh, you have Diet Coke? Nothing diet. I have lemonade. Uh, what's, is this Kool-Aid? I thought I smelled Kool-Aid. It is. That's Kool-Aid? Yes, sir. I'll take some Kool-Aid. Right, I got you. <laughs> Fuck it. Kool-Aid. I've had Kool-Aid since I was a kid. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing better than Kool-Aid. Man. No, let's go. Can't. He's not going to have Kool-Aid because he's a better person than I'm, me. No, I'm good. But I will. Not a better person. He's I just, currently I got water fighting, yeah. so he won't have Kool-Aid, but I have to fight for nothing, so I will have Kool-Aid. <laughs> take it off. Hell yeah, That's I'll good. take that Kool-Aid. For nostalgia. Hell yeah. I got you. Perfect, man. Get Best truck ever. Two minutes, that'll come up, all right? Thanks, Perfect. sir. Thank you. Got to get the Kool-Aid, man. I thought I smelled Kool-Aid. Came in as an underdog, but now I'm on my way. Stayed up every single night and hustled every day. I've been going so hard. Now I'm on my way. Like, oh my God. Now I'm on my way. Came in as an underdog, but now I'm on my way. Stayed up every single night and hustled every day. I've been going so hard. Now I'm on my way. Like, oh my God. Do it, my man. Let's go. Carnivore bros, dude. Carnivore bros. I tried my best to get carnivore. Now, I should have took um, your uh, idea and not yeah. get barbecue. They really yeah, yeah, they really drench this bad mm-hmm. boy in barbecue. Now, it does look good. You know barbecue is good when it's like a dark color? Oh, yeah, it's good. It's light and not yeah. for you. So it's going to get pretty sloppy. And we're both wearing white, so that's so cool. <laughs> that was a good idea. Hell yeah, dude. Um, how long have you been doing carnivore for? So I actually started experimenting with it in my last training camp, but then... You know, well, maybe not you because you're a heavyweight, but like yeah. you, you don't want to experiment too much you in training camp, right? Mess with your energy. But I was doing, a, I was doing a lot of, a lot of avocado, bone marrow. I was getting bone marrow from this place down in Florida, and then liver. So I was doing, trying to do liver like once a week. Almost like keto, yeah. right? Because you're doing high fat. It's more keto, right? Yeah, I mean, once I, once I, because I was coming off of eating some carbs going into training camp. Once I switched my body over to burning mainly fat, then I was doing mainly fat, very little carbs whatsoever. And how'd you feel? I felt great, honestly. I don't know if it was placebo effect. Sometimes too, you're in the, you're in training camp too, and you're just like, okay, well, I don't, I don't have a choice but to feel good today. Yeah, and you're so you're shape, just like, it's mental. Yeah, and now you're just doing, you're trying carnivore before you go into camp, see if mm-hmm. it's fine. I wonder, I don't know, because you know, I ride my bike all the time, I hike, I do just like meat and potatoes in the weight room at Zoo Culture. I do like deadlifts, yeah. bench, shoulders, meathead stuff. Mm-hmm. So I can't really, like my energy and my strength is fine, but I don't know. Like I'll do the Tough Mudders, which are, you know, I'll eat carbs before I do a Tough Mudder. Yeah. But I don't know if you do carnivore and just base your fuel source off just straight meat. Fat. I don't know if it's. So carnivore, I don't know, it's, who knows who created carnivore, but. Mm. Whatever, and actually, what carnivore is? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like, 
It's kind of like fasting. Some people say, you hear it all on, on Rogan's show, like, hey, fasting, you break your fast if you have coffee. And then some people say, no, you can have coffee. Yeah, and some I people will say you can have black coffee, but not cream. You're like, yeah, can't have cream. Everything's a modified version of a certain label, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm doing mainly meat and fats. A little bit of veggies here and there. If I take my wife out to dinner and she orders Brussels sprouts and asparagus and stuff, I'm not gonna be like, sorry, babe, you know, so. It's easier for you, obviously, you know, you're fighting at a world-class level and you have these huge fights come up, so it's yeah. easier to stick to a diet, but my diet gets a little dicey. I'll be super strict during the week, but then if my son's like, Dad, I wanna go see mm -hmm. Minions. I'll take him to Minions and we're there and it's one of those theaters we can order food. You know, so I'll get not, you don't be the weird dad who's always on a diet. Yeah. My son's like, what are you getting ready for? Well, and actually, dude, honestly. Yeah, body dysmorphia, buddy. Well, and actually, it's kind of sad. Shout out like, to Kool-Aid, by the way. But yeah, he's got Kool-Aid. But honestly, my son has kind of developed that a little bit. That's because, what I was going to ask you. Because I, and it's and it's really sad. For for a moment, me and my wife were like, hey, we got to, like, you need to make sure you eat an Oreo with him or eat some Cheez-Its. So you think it's okay. Because, I mean, he's since he's his brain has developed enough these last couple years, you know, before when he was a year or two, he's not thinking about anything. But now he's he's old enough to, to notice that daddy comes home on the weekends, but, you know, even on my birthday. Daddy couldn't eat a birthday cake in April because I was fighting in May. Yeah. So we got a birthday cake, but he could eat it, but I couldn't. So then in his little mind, he's like, well, shoot. If it's not good for dad. Yeah, it's yeah. not good for dad and it's not good for me when really we don't make it a non-safe space for the eating, mm -hmm. but it is just like, hey, daddy can't eat this right for now. For these reasons. So we have to be really careful. Yeah. The, the other day Does we got some- Is shredded or? He is shredded. He is well, shredded, but but it's more mental than it is for physical. Sure. You know, I don't care if he's. You, you know, don't want him having like that association with like sugar and junk food, where it's like, yeah. oh no, this is horrible. Because then those kids get in high school, yeah. and middle school, and the, the weird kid who, yeah. you know, their sweet tooth is a banana. Yes, yeah, so you have to. Yes, yeah, so you have to be. You have to be careful with it. So I find myself the other day we got donuts, and I was like, I made sure I eat it in front of him, and yeah. I ate a then second you one afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. No. <laughs> then I went and puked. Yeah. Oh, no, no I did. Dad, why are you throwing no. up? <laughs> no, I did. That's what I do. But but it's kind of funny that you bring that up yeah because just with as an as a byproduct of my career i have to be in a eat perfect in eat, eat perfect season that's your business you know and i think it's good for your kids i think I it's think good so that too. dad's not eating mcdonald's and fast food 24 oh, 7 all the sugar like i'll tell my son i'm like oh dad don't you want this can i'm like no dude i like to be big and strong yeah like that it's good to do that sometimes but if you just do that you're not gonna be big yeah. you're not gonna be strong big strong and they got the a parenting tip we, we talk about growing it's like well when you eat a cheese it you might not grow but if you eat you know broccoli or you eat food then mm -hmm. you, you're gonna grow a little yep. bit more you yep. know maybe that's the wrong way to do it listen as you know parenting you're just flying by the seat of your pants you're oh, like, i was trying to figure out i thought all those parents knew what they were doing they probably didn't know what they were doing when we were growing up either they're just figuring oh, no, it my out my parents were insane <laughs> they're just my, figuring it out my, my mom insane we had pizza every night cheese mm -hmm. pizza like a teenage mutant ninja turtle kind of oh. healthy yeah we were an athlete or you had stuff going on we did pizza spaghetti it was okay though because you were playing so much as a kid back right. then like i burned all that shit mm -hmm. off but now eating from uh yeah. yeah it's not good but um now you're uh added to the chandler family you got another, another baby april 19th april 19th my second son was born i fought may 7th so i was i left florida went out we adopted him and then i was in a hotel room in a hospital for a couple days i flew back to florida my wife flew back to tennessee my son hap flew back to tennessee he went back to school so like how's that work like i heard the adopt the, to adopt a child is like it's not easy. Mm. It's like a process, right? It is, and it's, well, it's a process. 
And everybody's journey and story is different. Unless you're and Michael Chandler, you just go in there and go, I'll take that one. Well, like, wrap it, them up. No, well, the funny thing is that like, we almost, I don't want to talk even too much about even like Hap's story because it was it was very quick for me. Very, very quick. But there's some people who are waiting on a wait list for years. I know. And there's so I many have, kids out there. I have people, tragic. yeah, I have people in uh, like a community of people that I kind of help with adoption or I'm praying for it. Like, hey, we're looking into this, whatever. And like, there's people that are waiting a year, year and a half. And now the process takes a while because you got to get a stack of paperwork this much and they're just and like, making sure you're not like a Manson yeah, family. F FBI background check, oh, wow. uh, criminal history, physical background check. I had to go in, get a physical, get my blood drawn. Do I have any history of this, that, and the other thing? Oh wow! Fingerprints in, you know, all the different states that we were eligible in. So Jesus. yeah, so yeah, it's, I, th I heard it's like people think, oh, I'm mm -hmm. just gonna adopt, but it's a beast. Now mm. you're. I guess my question for you, and uh, hopefully this isn't too personal, but oh boy, why? Yeah, why? Why adopt and not have your own? Because you, you and your wife are. I mean, you guys are. <laughs> well, good uh, question. You, guys are, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, those, you put those gene what? pools together, man. <laughs> yeah. You guys are taking over the world. No, you don't want to have your own little Chandlers running around? No, it, it's so Like, funny. with your wife's face, your body? It's so funny, and I've thought about that. And But ever since my wife was, like, 14, 15 years old, she wanted to adopt. She and never then, wanted to have her own? No, it's not that she didn't want to have her own. She just knew she wanted to adopt. And then it's almost kind of like once you've done it once, we were like... Holy cow, this was so much better than we thought. It superseded so much of the expectations. So? Just, I mean, I think, it, and I think it's hard for somebody to understand because people, I see the comments online or this, whatever, and people say, well, there's no way that you could love an adopted child as much as you would love your own genes. And I don't know if until, that's true. Yeah, until you have felt that and you have felt the love of a child and you felt the love that you've had for a child, whether he, I mean, he, He's an African American with dark skin and like looks different than me. He's human. We don't He's exactly, but that's what I'm saying. We we don't look alike, no. so I don't need. I but I never needed my son to be, you know, brown eyes and brown hair and walk around like me to, yeah. to love him. Doing I mean, it's a, very, it's a very shy, yeah, yeah. it's a very shallow way to look at a, a human yeah. life and a child. And I'm like, I fell in love with my son Hap in October of 2017, and since then we were like, we knew we were going to do it again, and then it's just you just you're just trying to figure out what you want and, and for honestly for us from that moment we never thought about having our own children as much as we thought about adopting again mm. so then that's when you know doors are opened or certain doors close or you know just and that's honestly been our our journey and we've enjoyed it so much I mean, more, more power to you i couldn't do it like listen there's nothing i love more on this freaking planet than my six and two year old is mm -hmm. the best in the world but if that kid was in my flesh and blood, the verbal and physical abuse I take from this child, like I'll get home today, dude. He talks shit to me, throw stuff at me. Uh, that wasn't my kid, I'm like, get out. No, dude, I guarantee. It, and it's funny because you never know, because I don't know what it's like to have a biological child, you know? So I don't know you what know, I would feel. Yeah, I mean, same same with you adopting. Like it's, you know, having a kid is scary, dude. It's hmm. like your, your anxiety is through the roof mm -hmm. all times. Yeah. We, we go to the movie theater, it's just the culture we live in. I'm thinking, all right, someone comes in here with a gun. We're, we always sit in the back. My dad's mm -hmm. like, my son's always like, Dad, why can't we sit in the front? I'm like, I don't like the front. So I'm, I can't even enjoy the movie. I'm looking around at exits and shit like a psychopath. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's the culture we're in. That's, that's a messed up world we live in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not but, good. Yeah, class but, but the funny thing is I, I think about all that same stuff, same struggles that someone with a biological child goes through, same struggles as same highs, same lows, same everything. Now let me ask you this. Is it like... <clears throat> Is it like that movie, Me, Myself, and Irene, with Jim Carrey and the three black kids? <laughs> Do they know, like, they, they're, you're not their actual father? Yes. Like, are they at the age? Well, my son Hap does, yes. And, and that was that was one part of our journey that we always wanted to do. Is we have open adoptions where we 
have contact with birth mothers, birth fathers. Like, we, our son Hap knows he's adopted. We pray for his birth mom every night. We mm-hmm. talk about his birth mom often. We talk about the word adoption. We want to make, we want to make the word adoption a a positive, uplifting. Yeah, take the happy, power from the negativity for, for sure. Yeah. You know, and even and even other you know other kids will come up and say, well, why why doesn't he have the same color skin as you? And you just explain to him, God makes families in a lot of different ways. Some some. God makes some families through a mommy and a daddy, yeah. and he makes some families through adoption. Yeah. He makes some I'll families. I'll say, mind your business, little kid. <laughs> like, like, what are you, nerd? stupid? <laughs> Clearly adopted. Dress your parents, dumbass. Right? What are you, in yeah. fourth grade? Educate yourself. Figure it out, man. He's like, I'm three, sir. Yeah, I'm okay. three. I'm like, well, don't ask stupid questions. Um, <laughs> no questions a dumb question. Yeah. Except for that except question. Except for that one. That one's fucking stupid, Timmy. Um, All right, let's take a little break from chatting with my boy, Michael Chandler, a.k.a. the cash cow, as I call him, because he has a big fight coming up. But now a little word from our sponsor. I'm talking about BetterHelp. And how well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one your entire life? That's how our brains work, man. That's the engine to your body. So why don't we treat our brains this way, man? It might not be cool to talk about mental health and stuff like that, but it should be. And it's getting better. It's getting a lot better, man. BetterHelp is here to help you guys out. Guys, gals, whoever you are, you need help. And you're sick of talking to your friends. You need professional counseling. That's right. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Professional therapy, man. It does some wonders for people out there, including myself. And uh, the food truck viewers and listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash SHOB, S-C-H-A-U-B. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash SHOB. Now let's get back to the program. Yeah, so w- and they're, are they from Africa or are they no. from, they're from, North, they're from, from, from the United States? States. And when, with their with their mom, they have to give adoption. They're just falling in hard times, or they just don't have the means yeah. to support a child. It's always it's always different. I mean, and it's I mean, I think there's just a there's such a bigger plan at work happening. You know, when it, well, when it comes to do you think about just the the specific birth mom or the even the scenario, or do you think about? I truly believe that I was put on this earth to be Hap's dad, mm. to be Ace's dad. Love it. When I was born, Great freaking names. 36 years ago. Yeah. So I think it's just you're, you're being led by it all. Obviously, I mean, we, we have prayed for Hap since me and Bree got together when I first decided we were going to adopt. and Because I didn't really choose it. She said, hey, this is what I've always wanted to do. How do you feel about it? It took, took me a while to, yeah, of course. And I'm I was like, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Um, after <clears throat> a little while. And then, you know, we've been praying for him since uh, 2000 whatever it was, 12 yeah. when we got together, 13, and then now Ace. And the cool the cool thing about Ace, our second son, was Great as we talked about, you know, your your six year old is is isn't just a kid anymore. He's he's a big brother. Yeah. And that's a huge responsibility. Yes. And I think not putting the pressure of the responsibility, but putting the the ownness and the accountability and the, the pride of being a big brother. Yeah, you don't want to be like, hey now, you yeah. know, half our attention is going to this little dude. Yeah. So get ready, dude. We didn't do that. When uh, Boston was born, we brought Tiger in. I met, 
I was like, your brother came to the world, dude. Like this, like this is your, this is your little brother, man. So mm -hmm. you know, this is on you. Take care of him. Like here's your brother. Like we made it like ownership for him. Yep. So he felt so much pride and responsibility. And then he's like the best big brother yep. ever, man. And, ever. Yeah, it's it's so cool, and it's it's really cool to see that relationship. And and in the adoption process, obviously there wasn't the the nine months of hey, mommy is is pregnant. Yeah, you know, we kept those dudes just showed up. Yeah, we, we you know because we, you want to keep it, you want to protect him by keeping it completely secret until it's 100% yeah. he's your baby brother. Yeah. So seeing that and now seeing the last couple months, or God bless yeah, you, man. It's been and there's, there's so, so much, much better with two. Oh, yeah. So much better. Yeah. I heard it's, three's easier. Well, yeah. I heard four's even easier. We, That's uh, what I heard. I heard. The other day, my wife was talking about number three, so we're like, well, Oh, dude, we'll I, see. I want nine of them. There's nothing <laughs> better. Also, God, your kids, I mean, granted, they've brought so much value to your life, but those little dudes won the lottery. <laughs> Michael Chandler's your dad? You know what I'm saying? Uh, These kids won the goddamn lottery, mm, dude. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, that's what people say. Like, I think that's one of the biggest things that I really enjoy people saying. Like, hey, you know, that's so cool that what you did for the world, for these kids, whatever. Take away all your accolades, being a fighter, yeah. but you're a good per. That's why when I say win the lottery, like you're a good person, your wife is a good person, yeah. you know, and you do things the right way, and you have values, and we need more people like you. So even though it's not your flesh and blood, those they are, okay. and they're going to be, they're going to be, you cannot convince they're gonna be me. No, they are, they're and they're going to be raised the same values that you were brought up, and we need more Michael Chandler's yeah. in this world. You know what I'm saying? Oh, thank so you, man. that's why those kids won the lottery, they, well, not yeah. because you, you know, you have money or success. It's because you're their dad, and yeah. you're, you know, and they have this great mom who have a foundation. And they're gonna take care of them. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's and it's it's really cool. I mean, it's and I just see it as <clears> though, <throat> these dudes have blessed me so so much, man. And it changed your life. Same whether it's biological children, adopted children, I mean, children of, of any sort or, or however any means that you, that you create the family. It's just such an amazing amazing thing. And most important thing you ever do. Also the best. Sure. Like I've you know same with you. Like we've done some cool shit. I've been. Yeah. I've been some big UFC fights. I've been big college football games. You know, I've I've performed at huge you know theaters and big you know comedy store, Laugh Factory, Improv. Nothing has compared to being a dad. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's the greatest it's, it title. Blows all that away. And it's the greatest title that you will ever ever attain and acquire. Because as men, we're wired to go obtain, acquire, build, create. But the most important title that we'll ever have is dad. You know, and it's and it's. And it's something that gets glossed over sometimes because we have so much stuff going on or it's, hey, they'll be fine. And, it, and to a certain extent, yeah, you have to be, self, you have to be selfish at times in, order, sure. in order Especially to be selfless. Yeah, yeah. You know, even, even me, man, leaving my family for oh, eight, 10 too. weeks at a time. Oh, when I go on tour, like I go on tour this week, it's like I'm gone for three days. It's a nightmare, man. Yeah. I hate it. But without, without you doing that and feeding your soul and Correct. feeding your passion, you're actually no, you a, shell of, 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 you're a yeah, shell of the 100%. man that you were created to be. Therefore, yep. you can't be a good father. And, and I'll say this, too. When, <clears throat> like once you have, like now you have t two kids, it creates some just like... Uh, you, you go to a different level as a man, as a dad, as, especially as a fighter, as a comic, or you know, a business owner. You, you just have this like fire inside mm -hmm. you now because now you got to take care of another human being, where it's just like you don't even notice it, but it's like this dad power activates in you. Yeah. That's why I feel sorry for the next Papa day you bear. fight. Yeah, yeah, dude, Papa that bear. Papa Bear power Papa is bear, nuts, dude. Those, dude. It's just Not, different. You can't, you can't well, control it. You know, my last fight, Hap was there, <clears throat> which was awesome. That I won, but dude, it was it was the most pressure probably I've ever felt in my entire life. Oh, not not yeah. the, I mean there was other stuff going on. I had, had lost two in a row at that point. Yeah, it was you know, fight of the years and yeah. title fights, whatever. But you still, still you still lost your last to two. To go to where you want to go, you, you can't lose fight. to Tony Ferguson and 
tell yourself and tell anybody that you're you know vying for the title. Yeah, that's you after that. Yeah. And then my son was there, you know, and it was it was a lot of a lot of pressure. I didn't didn't lead on like it was, but it was a lot of pressure. And so my God, did it work out? It worked out well. Now, we not only is it working <clears throat> out, but like I said, you're the cash cow for the the UFC. And then you know I do the shop show. My boys brought up. They go, Chandler was on Mass Singer. I'm like, Jesus Christ. It was. Mass Singer? How'd that come about? Dude, so actually my nanny, my nanny was like, hey, Michael, I, I don't ever want to, you know, put your name out there or whatever, but like, I'm, I'm part of this group, and they were looking, Nashville was doing, li or they were doing live shows. Um, Mass Singer Live, right? Mass Singer Live. So it was a live show yeah. of the Mass Singer. Um, and they said, hey, do you know any, you know, local celebrities that might want to be a part of this? And she's like, I didn't throw your name in there. And I told her, I was like, we're, this is our first fight. We're in a fight. I can't believe you didn't <clears throat> throw my name out there. She's like, I didn't know that you, and I'm like, I was like, call them or text them right now. And then three hours later, they were like, hey, you know, do you want to be on it? It's July, whatever it was. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And they're like, okay. I'm like, do I need to do an audition or whatever? They're like, no, no, you got the part if you want to do it. I'm yeah. like, okay. And then. How'd you pick the song? Um, it was between like four or five. There was, there was like Garth Brooks and there was Old Town Road. I knew I didn't want to do a dude because my voice is so bad. I didn't, yeah. I didn't want to like butcher a good sure. song. Yeah. You know, butcher Garth Brooks. Yeah, like he's, yeah. he's royalty. Yeah, yeah. And they, they, would, they would hang you. In yeah, so I did, so I did uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time by freaking Britney Spears. I watched Spears. it. Hey, I'm not mad at the vocals either. The vocals like, were so bad, dude. Man, I don't, maybe it was our bad speakers. <laughs> I hope so. I was like, you can kind of sing, yeah. no? <laughs> well, there was auto, I had it in my ears and I was like, Dang, dude, this is so bad. It almost like messed up my, you know, dancing routine. And I was wearing a boombox. Only like this much of my hands were sticking out, so That's I had to like lift it up to like shake my butt a little yeah. bit and like. I was so just like, like. You glad you did it though? Oh yeah. Did your sure. wife go with you? Yeah, my wife was she there. Got stage, so, she's like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, she's she, well, of course she's my, you know, one of my worst critics when it comes to like that funny stuff. Oh, yeah. She's like, your voice was so bad. I'm like, babe, come on, it wasn't that bad, you know? She's like, no, it was pretty Not bad. Good. It was pretty bad. Well, Will Compton wife, was there. Oh, Will, that's <laughs> yeah. our guy. Yeah, Will I and Charo were there. So he actually started taking a video, and he's like, oh hell no! Like as soon as he heard like the vocals for the first time, and. Uh, they said they were going to auto-tune it better, you know, or maybe that was the best they could do, but it was, to me, it was pretty bad. I thought it was pretty good. Oh, thank you. Don't yeah. hate on you, man. They need to have Will and uh, Taylor do it. Oh, for together. sure. A tandem? For sure. I actually, you know, I was I was going to put their name in the hat for the next one, but yeah, I don't they're know. They're great. They're great. I don't know when Shout they're Shout to the with the boys. Well, before we get you out of here, we always do a, I always give every guest a shoe, because I'm oh, a sneakerhead. Biggest sneakerhead you know, my man. Yes, you are. And you came in, I said, oh, you got the Hirachis on. You said, I have no idea what these are. I didn't are. know what They're the Hirachis were. <laughs> and I said, that's how I know you're a dad, because you go for comfort. Uh -huh. You came in here with Crocs, I was just like, we're no, not shooting. I saw your video of the Croc thing the yeah. other day. Dude. Kids are into Crocs. That's bad. Drive me nuts. Anyways, these, it'd be hilarious if I gave you Crocs. No, yeah. these are not Crocs. That's these are dumb. the ultimate dad shoe. Are they? They are the most hype beast dad shoe of all time. Okay. You're a new dad. And you like comfort, mm -hmm. but you're also the the cash cow of the UFC now. Your I next love this. your next UFC fight is going to be a big boy. <laughs> so you need some big boy dad shoes, superstar shoes. Well, these are the easy dad shoes. Dude, go ahead and let's soak those in. Go. Those are from my friends at Suplex in Philly. Oh, bro! And they usually I go, all right, what are you guys thinking? <laughs> and I told him, I said, dude, I need the original Yeezy dad shoes. These are, dude. The Yeezy Boost 700s. They're so, the most comfortable shoe I own. Are they really? I wear them, dude, I'll mow my lawn in them. I'll look at my ficuses in them. I'll do dad <laughs> shit in these. Dude, I do dad, daddy shit in these. Daddy stuff. You get extra daddy. Yeah, they're comfortable. Extra too, daddy dude. in these bad dogs. And they're also dope. Yeah. Like you can dope. wear them with jeans, you wear them out. You wear to dinner bro. tonight. The thing you got tonight, Ooh, you do all that. In. I'm going to wear these to dinner tonight. With Dave. That's for you, my man, the ultimate dude, dad. Appreciate you, bro. The UFC Thank cash you. cow, <laughs> Michael Chandler. <laughs>
super thick From my wallet to my check I don't want it if it's skinny But I need it if it's thick Need a thick girl For the thick boy I need everything I get super thick 